your brain might turn to putty. But there's still a chance to learn. We'll be your study buddies. We're going to talk about some stuff and make research cool. Welcome back to another episode <laughs> of Study Buddies, the podcast where we bring you the latest in science and psychology. And sometimes more. My name is Paula Sanchez Abreu. And my name is Taylor Collins. If you don't know us already, we're your co-hosts. What up? Happy Tuesday. Hello. How are you guys? You can't answer that, but I hope you're well. Hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. Thanks for putting up with that break we gave you last week. Hope the Buffer episode was able to tide you over enough. But this week, we're back with another super dope study. We are so excited. So what's actually on the syllabus this week, Paula? So this week, we've got a study entitled Instagram Addiction and the Big Five of Personality, the Mediating Role of Self-Liking. Ooh, I love this. I think right now, um, I don't know about you, but I think my Instagram addiction has gotten like a little bit out of hand. I'm absolutely um, obsessed. It's awful. Or or it's actually quite in my hand. Um, <laughs> she I got apologize. puns. Okay. So, um, and I do, I do think it's important because this title actually mentions a mediating var- variable of self-liking to maybe just jump in and explain what this like fancy word mediating means. Take it away, science lady. So a mediating var- variable is something that's going to like explain the relationship between the variables that you're measuring and like the results that you're measuring. So for this, like the dependent variable, those results would be whether or not we're addicted to Instagram. Mm -hmm. And the um, independent variable, those things that we're looking at changing, uh, would be like different parts of our personality or things that might, you know, affect how how addicted to Instagram we are. So when they... They say the big five, right? Yeah. The big five would be the independent variable. Yeah. So when they say that self-liking is a mediating variable, that means that that's going to be something that explains the relationship. So an example of a mediator is like if you had a positive association between taking a bunch of notes in class and getting a good grade on an exam. So if those two are related to each other, sometimes a mediating variable might be something like the hours of time studying, uh, which explains why note taking is related to the exam because maybe people who take better notes are more likely to study more. Which would make them more likely to do well on exams. So it may not actually be that note-taking leads to the pos- the good grades on the exam, but it's right. that, that amount of time studying that does. So a mediating variable is really important to understand because sometimes without that, like, thing in between the, the two things you're measuring, they won't be related. I understand. Great. Thank you so much for explaining mediating roles because it's super important in this study today. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the background for the study? Yeah. So I'm sure everybody knows this because everyone's like always talking about they're addicted to their phones. But there's been a lot of research that's highlighted what the authors called disordered internet use. Um, And they also report that internet use can be addictive in the same way that drugs and alcohol are for a small number of people. And then that same research also indicated that compulsive internet use can have negative impacts on a person's life. So there's been a lot of research around internet use in general. Um, 
And that's kind of what inspired this study. And what do they define addiction as? So uh, addiction in this previous research, it was defined by six different components. And this may sound familiar to you if you're familiar with addiction, but they are salience, mood modification, tolerance, withdrawal, conflict, and relapse. So if the behavior like fulfills basically these six core criteria, then the behavior can essentially be considered addictive. Okay. So the ultimately they're trying to see how addicted we are by those like six characteristics. And yeah. then they're also looking at, you mentioned personality as well? Yeah. So existing theories have suggested that there are certain personality traits that can play a role in like developing and maintaining addictive use of social media. And so the authors point out that individuals with different personality traits have different motivations for using social media, which can lead to different types of addiction within that. So all, all generally around, there's a lot of potential relationships between your personality and addictive usage of social media. Okay. So what's kind of the whole deal with social media use and the general public and really how we're using this and what's, what's going on based on the previous research? Well, so according to suggestions from recent statistics, those good old fancy Mm -hmm. statistics. We love a good stat. Love a good stat. More than two-thirds of people who use the internet are active on social media. And that is most likely not surprising to you. Most of your aunts who look something up on Google are also on Facebook. And then with that in mind. unfortunately. (laughs) With that in mind. Previous theorists defined social media addiction as spending too much time on social networking sites due to an uncontrollable urge in which excessive use leads to negative consequences in real life areas. And so I'm sure this hits hard. I was going to say reading this. I'm like, yeah. Wow. Right. So you, All right. you can see the like specs of that in whether it be in yourself or in other people around you in those crazy aunts that are on Facebook or your uncle that's on Twitter. So so basically a negative consequence in real life areas might be something like when I don't go to bed on time yeah. or when we forget to, you know, take our lunch break and actually eat lunch and instead scroll through Instagram. Oh my god, don't say that. I do that so often. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> so that's exactly it. Like and, and previous research has shown this kind of problematic behavior, um, this problematic use of social media can be associated with things like higher depression, loneliness, sleep disturbances, lower psychological well-being, lower life satisfaction, and lower social connectedness. Am I making you feel better when I say all these things, Taylor? Uh, you know, <laughs> I actually just feel like you're you're really pinpointing something that's very heightened right now. So yeah. you're you're striking a nerve. So okay. <laughs> Realistically, if there's all these negative consequences, then what are we getting out of this Instagram use? Why do we keep going back? Well, uh, previous studies have rated motivation different bunch of different motivations for Instagram use. Some of which are entertainment, convenience, like a, appeal of a medium appeal, passing the time, self-expression, self-documentation, social interaction, and information. So these are all of the things that you know. 
when somebody's like, oh, I want to get off of social media, but it's, you know, I just, I love posting pictures or like, I like, you know, seeing what my old friends are doing or, you know, I get a lot of my news from social media or it's just entertaining. Like all of those excuses that you won't leave the internet are the reasons that people continue to use the Instagram as well. Okay. So some of them might be for we might be using different Instagram, which is the same app, all for different reasons. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yes. So what's the study ultimately aiming to do? So the previous study examining Instagram addiction, it included a very small sample size and like lots of limitations. So this current study was hoping to expand on that previous research. Okay, so there was only one real Instagram study before this one? Yeah, specifically about Instagram addiction, there was only one. There's a lot of studies about internet use and internet addiction, but not this specific social media platform. Which is crazy. Yeah. Because, I mean, granted, it's 2020 now, but this study came out in 2017, where I remember being on Instagram several years before that. So the fact that this is like, this took until 2017 to really be explored is crazy. And it's gotten probably so much worse since this was published. They needed to let the influencers come out before they could do the study. Oh, yes. Right. They needed to. Because oh, we didn't have them back then. Yeah, they wow. needed to let the influencers bloom before they could have a reason for the study. <laughs> that's that's my theory anyways. <laughs> well, they have bloomed. And I, sure I think we're all a little bit aspiring to them, mm, which we I don't know what that's doing for us. So what did the study use? Yeah. So jumping back to the study, it used something called the I-PACE model as their framework for this study. And I-PACE stands for Interaction of Person Affect Cognition Execution. And so it it asserts that these, these four things, person, which is your personality surrounding factors, affect, which is your responses, such as your coping styles and expectations, Cognition, which is how you think about the world, which can be influenced, obviously, by life events and other outside factors. And then execution, which is how you satisfy your desire. So it it kind of used this model, the I-PACE model, to frame how they were going to execute the study. Okay, so that's, that changed how they, like, conceptualized things. Right. So more specifically, the study listed these four goals after framing it off of this um, model. One of their goals was develop a reliable and valid scale for evaluating Instagram usage and prevalence among university students. So there was no mm-hmm. existing scale beforehand on specifically Instagram usage. So they obviously wanted to develop that so they could analyze it. Two, they wanted to look at how the big five personality traits influence this Instagram usage. Three, mm-hmm. they wanted to investigate the role of self-liking in Instagram usage. And as I mentioned before, this was the first well-conducted study that focused on Instagram addiction specifically. Okay. And they were looking at personality and its impacts on addiction by measuring this big five that we keep talking about. Can you explain a little bit more about what the big five is? Yeah. So um, I I love this term, the big five. I think it's very funny. It makes me think of like college football, but I know know that's the big 10. I I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's a sporting event. (laughs) It's just a sporting event for our personalities. Yes. Um, Hopefully, hopefully we are D1, but who knows? So funny. But the big five is a model that has five different what they call personality dimensions. Uh, And these might sound familiar to you. So one of them is extroversion, which is talkative, social. 
Two is agreeableness, which is like soft-heartedness, well-mannered. Three is Mm. neuroticism, something I'm very familiar with. Uh, Short-tempered and unstable. I'm I'm stable. I just, I am short-tempered. Self-obsessed. A little bit. A little bit. Four is conscientiousness, which is well-organized and a hard worker. And then five is openness to experience, which can be like original and curious. So the big five, again, are extroversion, agreeableness, neuroticism, conscientiousness, and openness to experience. Okay. So these are like big five things that have been previously studied a lot. Yes. Now, what about the the self-liking that you had mentioned? That sounds a little bit like self-esteem sort of. Yes, that's correct. So it's not exactly self-esteem. Self-esteem is comprised of two different things, self-competence and then self-liking. So self-competence is basically seeing yourself as a competent, successful, skillful person in reaching your own goals. But self-liking is your perception of like your value and your worth based on your place in your social life. Wow. Okay. So self-liking is kind of like your self-approval of your own social value. Yeah. Exactly. And it's often influenced by your peers' acceptance and comments about you or to you. So you can see how social media okay. kind of like like has that that self-liking and social media may go hand in hand here. Which is really interesting because self-liking on Instagram is poorly looked upon. And we can all see when you like your own photos. I accidentally do like my own photos all the time and I never unlike them like I just I'm just like okay well (laughs) I like my own photo I I think it's so funny because I think (laughs) self-liking in the context of this study sounds like it's a really good thing you know we should self-like but we should not self-like on social media presences I think it is a taboo and I will judge you for that okay well Taylor can Um, judge me all she wants but y'all should self-like that's what I'm saying it feels so good to see that extra little heart So let's get into it. How did they (laughs) conduct this study, Paola? Okay, so to recap, this study examined the relationship between the big five, self-liking, daily internet use, and Instagram addiction. And so they wanted to see how personality affected self-liking and then see how Mm -hmm. self-liking affected Instagram addiction. In total, they took... Well, they didn't take, but they had. (laughs) They stole participants. (laughs) They had. That was one of the unethical problems of the study. Well, they they stole 1,124 students. They had 1,124 students participate in the study voluntarily and anonymously. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, that's fair. Yeah. They started out by um, developing that Instagram addiction scale with Mm -hmm. 372 of the university students and then they had the other 752 university students complete the other measures all right for the big five they used a previously validated scale for the big five inventory of personality and that consisted of 10 statements that the students evaluated on like a five point like art Mm. scale as they call it from never to always so you know, you to like fill out a form. I think we've like talked about this before in Study Buddies episodes. But like okay. they have statements to gauge the personality through evaluating extroversion, agreeableness, neuroticism, conscientiousness, and openness to experience. So they have these statements such as, I see myself as someone who gets nervous easily 
or I see myself as someone who has a high active imagination. And then the student will evaluate on a five-point scale from never to always based on each statement. Okay. So it's like a self-report way for them to measure those different five characteristics. Exactly. And what about self-liking? So for self-liking, they had another self-report evaluation. And this was called, it's an existing assessment that's called the self-liking slash self-competence scale. But they only use the self-liking part of this scale because they weren't measuring for self-competence. They were only measuring for self-liking. And so this assessment included statements such as, I am secure in my sense of self-worth or I do not have enough respect for myself. And then the students, again, responded on a five-point scale from absolutely agree to absolutely disagree. All right. So lots of scales. What was that last scale about Now, we had one more to measure Instagram addiction, right? Yes. And so next was the Instagram addiction scale. Uh, And then they, as I said before, they used 372 students to develop this um, scale. Wow. Now they're using the students. First they stole them and now they're using them. Like these people are, we just got to get the IRB up here. This was deemed an ethical study, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) They essentially, so for this Instagram addiction scale, there's an existing scale already called the internet addiction scale. And so they Mm -hmm. just modified this existing scale by replacing the word internet with Instagram. Instead of asking questions like, how often do you try and cut down the amount of time you spend on the internet and fail, they would ask, how often do you try to cut down the amount of time you spend on Instagram and fail? Okay. And um, then they use that six-point scale from never to always for each of these questions. I made that noise. I know you're, you're laughing at me. I made that noise because I could answer that question like, like, as like a as a always, basically. I'm like always trying to cut down the amount of time I spend on Instagram, and I typically always fail. Oh, that's so true. You know, they have that thing now where it gives you like one minute and then 15 minutes and then, oh, fuck it, the whole day's shot. Yeah. Like, so often I hit that, I hit that very early on. Mm -hmm. And then if I hit that before like 2 p.m., like I know the rest of the night I'm not going to want to keep hitting this 15 minute thing. So I just go, you just go ham. Just give it to me. It's like when you, um, when you, (laughs) when you have like, a half a pint of ice cream left and you're like I could save this for tomorrow like I could save like I could just split this up into like two servings but eh, I'll just eat the whole thing now yeah it's the worst so after evaluating all of this and also doing what I assume to be very fancy statistics what did they find they sure did do some fancy statistics (laughs) so they found several things we'll start with number one So according to the cutoff points of the Instagram addiction scale, 66.5% of the participants were not addicted. Lucky. 26.5% were mildly addicted. Show offs. 6.1% were moderately addicted. And then 0.9% were severely addicted to Instagram. My people. (laughs) Okay, so basically like 35% of people are on this kind of like risky user level. Right, exactly. That's correct. So that was one of the findings. And then overall, they found that there was a pretty weak but a direct relationship between Instagram addiction and self-liking, agreeableness, conscientiousness, and daily internet use. So we can dive into that a little bit more specifically as we go along. Then they found that students with different personality and individual characteristics showed different levels of addiction to Instagram, which is 
predictable, but now we know (laughs) because there's Mm -hmm. science to prove it. And then more specifically, they found that extroversion and neuroticism were not related to Instagram addiction, which does contradict what previous. Yeah. And it, it contradicts what previous studies have found about those two personality traits in relationship with the Internet. Huh? Yeah. Very interesting. And then, as I said before, um, there were some relationships found between Instagram addiction, self-liking, and agreeableness, and conscientiousness. So while they were weak and not necessarily statistically significant, they found that lower agreeableness was related to addictive use of Instagram, both directly and indirectly. Okay, so when you don't get along with a lot of people, you're more likely to be addicted to Instagram. (laughs) Right, exactly. In both a direct and indirect way. And then lower conscientiousness was only related indirectly. And so by indirectly, I mean they found that having lower agreeableness and lower conscientiousness was related with lower self-liking. And then lower self-liking was related to Instagram addiction. Okay, so conscientiousness as a personality trait required this mediating factor of self-liking to be present in order to be connected to Instagram addiction, while the personality factor of agreeableness didn't require self-liking for that relationship with addiction. Exactly. And then lastly, they found that daily time spent on the internet was a significant predictor of Instagram addiction, which lines up with previous studies. Wow, okay. So many results. I mean, that makes sense that if you spend more time, you're more likely to be addicted to something. Right. Like overall. Exactly, yeah. So what were the limitations of this study? Well, we could start with self-report because self-report always deals with bias. And, you know, people come in thinking a certain way about themselves that may not necessarily be accurate to the way that they uh, truly exist in the world because our memories are flawed, blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole deal. People are flawed. For sure. Um, Our memories and our um, own inflation of our own abilities. Right, exactly. What we think about ourselves. And then because they were evaluating so many different things across these different scales, they couldn't really draw like causal relationships. And a causal relationship is basically finding out what factors exactly cause what and why. And then lastly, okay, uh, because this model... It doesn't really control for other variables variables that af- that affect addictive use of Instagram. So there's many other things that could be right. So they're they're only gathering so much data, which right. is definitely some data, yeah, like that they're trying to control for and understand like the self liking. But it could be like whether or not you're depressed, or whether or not you're a girl, or what your age bracket is, exactly. or what your major is. If you're in a university student, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Right, 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 right. So what what you ate for breakfast that day, you know, so many things. Yeah. We, it, that's why I feel like the social sciences is like always really interesting because there's always something that we may have missed that could explain right the behavior, like, the entirety of something. Yeah, exactly. Those mediating variables, man. Yeah. And I also think one thing that's not really a limitation, but something the authors say we should keep looking into is how our different parts of our personalities or what they consist of might impact what we're motivated to get from Instagram. So kind of reasons we keep coming back to it. So an introvert might use social media or like something like Instagram more to compensate for the fact that they don't have a lot of social relationships. So maybe like to fill that loneliness while an extrovert might use Instagram more to 
like solidify their the relationships that they have or like keep up with them or communicate more so like the way that they're using this Instagram platform may look different and it may affect these different personality traits may affect like how we use the platform or what we're pulling from it but they're both high so it seems like there's not like a relationship to the addiction because they're both high or they're both low for different reasons got it yeah 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 that's exactly it yep so maybe if we are more or less like extroverted or conscientious right we we might need then different things from it and so those things that we're needing to pull from Instagram, whether that's like self-validation or information or social connection from others, those those pieces that we're needing. Motivating factors. Yeah, those motivating factors might be affected by our personality. So it, those motivating factors may actually be mediating variables also. We don't really know and it's something to keep looking into. Yeah, so definitely need further research on that because like I know that I I like going on Instagram and like, I can spend a lot of time looking at like beautifully organized homes and like that's really addictive to me because of my like generally OCD person personality trait. But like that may not be your the conscientiousness. Same. Yeah, exactly. But that may not be like the same for another person. So those different motivating factors to get on Instagram and stay on Instagram should definitely be investigated further. Right. Yeah. And so ultimately, like, what does this study conclude? What is it? What did it kind of find? Yeah. What does it all mean? The big question. Well, what we've learned is that having agreeableness, conscientiousness and self-liking means that you're less likely to experience Instagram addiction. So if you have those three things, you're less likely to experience Instagram addiction. And then again, the more that you use the Internet, the more likely you are to have an Instagram addiction and that self-liking fully mediates the relationship of Instagram addiction with conscientiousness and partially mediates the relationship with agreeableness. Boom, boom, boom. Wow. There's our study. That is actually fascinating. Yeah. And I also think it's pretty cool that these people finally like developed a Instagram addiction scale that we can use to measure this addiction in other studies in the future. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I love that they just swapped out a word and then they were like, this is it. This is the scale. Um, But I I also think it's like it's totally valid. And um, I'm like afraid to look at that scale for myself because I don't want to know the truth. It's like pretty cool and pretty intimidating. uh, And I think that if I was a participant in a study like this, I would be like, please, for the love of everything good, do not give me the results yeah, of don't my tell own me. problems. <laughs> don't show me the truth. Well, with that, I'm Taylor, weak. <laughs> we have a... And just, I know, I know next week we're coming back to passing notes, and I think I'm really excited to talk about this because... I think this is so interesting in general. And again, this was conducted in 2017. So like think about pandemic internet use like and Instagram use. I think this looks totally, I don't know, different now. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see what we say in the Passing Notes episode. I, um, I'm i going to go scroll through Instagram, no lie, right now. So. Oh, yeah. I think, you know what we have now? What? We we have the, dooms, the doomsday scroll. Yeah. Like where everyone just doom scrolls until... I'm, I'm not going to do that, though, tonight. Tonight, I'm just going to look thing. at pictures of dogs. Oh, see, that's a positive motivator. Sure is. 
<laughs> All right, y'all. I hope you have a lovely evening. I hope you Instagram scroll through pictures of many, many dogs or cats or whatever animal of your choosing. We'll see you next week for another episode of Study Buddies. Bye-bye. See you next Tuesday. Study Buddies was created by Paula Sanchez Abreu and Taylor Collins. Our graphic design was done by Monica Ray Summers Gonzalez, and our intro song was composed by singer-songwriter Caught In Between. You can follow Study Buddies on Instagram at studybuddies.com and email the show at studybuddiespodcast at gmail.com.